Welcome to the Eye of Terror. Welcome to episode 16 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We've been getting a lot of lessons from all over the world, and I just wanted to take a moment and share some, share some interesting findings from our stats, from our demographics. Okay, so, uh, okay, obviously the, not, well, not obviously, but the United States is the most, the country that listens to our podcast the most. And I'll just, I'm just going to use the, the stats from this last week, okay? All right. They've been kind of interesting. <laughs> um, what do you think the second most, uh, the, the country that is the second most listening to the Eye of Terror podcast is? United I'm, States first. The United States first, I'm guessing either England. Okay. Purely for just okay. the Game Workshop. And then there. after that? <sighs> Me, it's got to be European. And it's got to be a European country. Okay. I'm trying. Yes, I, you're I, getting warm. Yes. European country, but it's not England because otherwise, or it might be England. Okay. So I know this is your backup choice. England, England was your first uh, choice. England. And then? Germany? Okay. I oh, know. you know what? Okay. So the number one most li- country that listens to our podcast the most is the United States. Yeah. Next is Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> Sweden. This week. Huh. For whatever reason, this week, well, Sweden. Well, hi, Sweden. Hello. Uh, hello, Sweden. Uh, <laughs> number three is the United Kingdom. Number okay, four is Germany. All number right. five right. is Peru. Peru. Hello, people <laughs> from Peru. I, I in, didn't know. Welcome. I know. In terms of the top cities, the number one city mm-hmm. listening to us the most is Kyle, Texas. Huh. Hello, hello, Kyle, Texas. Yes. Hello, Kyle. Uh, number that's a great, two that's a great city, name for a town. I know, Kyle. Hi. My name is Kyle. Hello. I'm from Kyle. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Uh, the number two most listening city is Skivud, Sweden. Skiv- I'm probably butchering the name. Yeah, of the that's, city. that's Skivud, Skivud, Sweden. All right. All right. Number three is Lima, Peru. Lima, Peru. Hello, Lima. Number four is Nuremberg, Germany. Oh, I didn't know. And that. then finally, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Huh. <laughs> and then I want to thank. Well, hello, uh, do you find towns? Yes. And then uh, Michael Ellison is our top listener for the week. Yeah. Thanks, Michael, for listening. Sherman Messer is our second most, is a guy who listens to us the second most. So, uh, and then we have somebody named Delvo and then Jared Richardson. So thank you all for being listeners of the Eye of Terror podcast. Um, we will continue to thank you guys if you listen to us a lot, because we hear that um, doing that sometimes results in more listenership. All right. Um, a couple of things to talk about. Upcoming upcoming uh, releases from GW. The yes. Lost Patrol. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been... Well, people are clearly excited about that, mostly because it's sold out within five seconds. Yeah. Uh, as of to, as of recording this podcast on uh, Sunday night, on Easter night, um, yeah. we saw that it's currently sold out on GW's website. Why do you think that is? Probably because it's for so so cheap it's like 60 compared, bucks it's 60 it's 60 bucks compared to like the rest of the gw games which have had i guess okay you're, it's you're getting if you don't want okay so if you don't this is perfect for people who don't want to spend like a huge amount on like a board game that's warhammer themed and don't really care a huge amount on how amazing the models look i mean the models are like because the models and you're basically sort of sacrificing some of the quality, but even then, they're like still pretty standard GW no, models I, compared I, to I, like they're standard GW models. The concept for the game is yeah. that you are a patrol of scouts, just Space Marine scouts. There's five of you, 
and you're dropped off somewhere in the middle of the jungle and you're trying to get back to your drop pod and you there's like a fog of war mechanic yeah so you lay out tiles you like put tiles face down and so you don't know what the next tile is going to be as your small unit moves from one tile to the next yeah so you don't know what surprises and then you're surrounded by gene stealers and the the whole point is to try and get to the drop pod i think if one scout makes it back to the drop pod then the scouts side wins and if the gene stealers eat all the scouts then obviously yeah. the gene stealers win and uh, i love the whole you know fog of war revealing the next tile mechanic i think that's cool that it, leads it, yeah. to a lot of replayability and it adds like a lot of tension to the game too. oh yeah super tension yeah yeah like what's gonna happen next? what's what's gonna it, will you get to the drop pod within like five seconds or will it or will it take like you have to go all the way across the board you yeah, don't know you don't know it's a it's an old game that GW brought back yeah. and I think refurbished with a, with some new new rules and obviously the latest models. Uh, they're not original models; they're standard yeah. Space Marine Scouts and standard Gene Sealers. Although we did see some spores or some extra little terrain bits. It's very very it was very Min- small. the minimus yeah. small but nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice. So um, you know what sold out already. Looks like a fun little game. Um, yeah, I it's the kind it. of game I'd actually get for the rules and to play as opposed to the models. Yeah, which is the opposite. Of what I normally say for GW games, exactly because normally, because normally the, when they release a board game, it's all about like it's usually like half of the reason. Okay, I'll play the game, but the other half is like, oh, those are some really nice looking. Uh, I don't know, Terminators or oh, those are some really that's really Gene Stealer cults. I yeah. could use that maybe. Yeah, so um, it's sort of refreshing to see this change of pace. Yeah, it's a, and it's an inexpensive way for GW to sell another. Uh, Warhammer theme uh, board game. Yeah, yeah. Some things I've been working on. I put together a Vanguard Veteran Squad. Yeah, I saw that. that was... it, it, it's not very points efficient. It's not meta. No. You know, it's not competitive in the meta. No, yeah. But the models look really, really cool. Uh, two of the two of my Vanguard vets have lightning claws, and I just like love the way they look. So I'm working on those. I can I, always respect those who would fling themselves in the close combat. <laughs> well, my my point is, I, I've given three of them plasma pistols yeah. and uh, power weapons. Yeah, okay? so and then two of them have lightning claws. So the whole point is to get them down in there. And normally, when you when you have close combat guys, you can't assault after you deep strike. So I'm gonna. That's what the plasma pistols are there for. So at yeah. least they can weaken a target of some kind and yeah. hopefully in the next round if they don't get shot to death yeah go in and just, just attack the um poor victim <laughs> yeah so i'm working on those guys uh i did get my iron hands captain or sergeant from the death watch game yeah i saw he does he looks seeing the model of course he looks really cool yeah it looks he really looks cool super iron hands he'd be great for like um stern guard like a stern guard veteran sergeant or just like a general sergeant or maybe even a captain maybe not sure about that but certainly in like i, I certainly want to see him in like squads now because he just looks yeah he looks really cool wonderful yeah i saw him online you know how to have him yeah and then and then over the weekend i i built the plasma obliterator it's uh remember that guys <laughs> so the plasma obliterator yeah it came out briefly it was a very limited run that gw did um, it was basically a very gothic looking building with a giant a plasma cannon yeah. up on top. Also with like covered by an eagle shape thing. Uh, yeah. It looks like the America gun. Kind it, the, of, yeah. America. yeah. I heard that you had some uh heard that you had some difficulty with that model. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it's really, really hard to put together. It's it's probably the worst design model that I've ever had to wrestle with. 
and trying to have the pieces stay in shape. It it just it just it was a terrible design. Um, really unhappy with the way you had to put it together. It was just it was a constant struggle. It was one of those things where you're hoping the glue sets fast enough to for things to like stay together. Otherwise, it all, it's super fragile and falls apart. It, it was lousy. It was horrible. I hated it. But I managed to put it together. Yeah. It's probably it didn't come out perfect because I think the design had something to do with it. Maybe my modeling skills, you know. But I've been doing this for a couple of years, and I think I'm I'm pretty good at modeling yeah this was horrible i just i just hated the whole process of putting it together yeah that being said yes. uh once i've painted it up mm -hmm. i think it looks really great yeah it looks really cool it does look it does look pretty cool yeah barring some weird modeling stuff it looks it, you did a really good job with the paint yeah there. yeah some I, there's some seams showing yeah there's some there's some things that i probably should you know even if i green when you're when you're wrestling with that though like what can you do yeah exactly and it's terrain for the most part i'm not yeah. i'm not really going to use it as fortification mostly yeah. i'm mostly going to use it because it looks like a cool piece of terrain it, yeah it does look pretty cool you can yeah give it a little different top but uh, but uh, it is being featured in our upcoming battle report oh, because else. i feel that it today as part of my army so we will let you know how that did mm -hmm. later on in the show yes uh, you'll see how that went yeah okay so today's topic yes is about civility and good sportsmanship if you play a competitive game like warhammer 40k you're gonna run into a lot of times when you're gonna have a conflict with your opponent all right. I yep. think it's the nature of the game. The game is very competitive. Yeah. People who play tend to be competitive. Yes. Right. Indeed. Now you you may come at it because you you love modeling part of it, the high part of it. But I don't think anyone likes to lose, right? No one likes. To, I very. Yeah, I'd say like a very very small amount of people would be fine with that. <laughs> right. Most feel some sort of like sting or at least disappointment. Right. So that so. leads to situations where I think you sometimes get a little salty yeah there's some there's some uh maybe some bad blood as it were <laughs> so alec and i have found that when we play yeah we have found ourselves in that situation oh yes yes and a couple of times we've we've actually yelled at each other oh yeah I've, yes those um, were. a few times we've wanted to just pick up our armies and go home just yeah. sort of like you know that's it i'm not playing anymore yeah Right, so we wanted to talk about um, things that give rise to um, sort of saltiness, yeah, and then and then what we can do to sort of you know work around it. All right, so what are the things that make you like frustrate you to the point that you start you know, sort of like lashing out? Rules disagreements are usually what seem mm -hmm. to set us off. Like I remember, um, I remember this one point in which we were arguing over. I think you were playing. You might you were playing guard. You were playing guard. I remember this. And you were using uh, one Orders. of the commands. Uh, you were trying to run, 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 or run, shoot, run. You were no, no. Which it was one? you were doing you were doing something that allowed you to run farther. And you did another command, which is run and shoot. Right. And I was like, no, you already ran. You can't do that. And he's like, no, you. This would allow you to run twice because it's like a command. And we and I was like, no, that's clearly not. That's you can only run once. And he's like, no, you. This would allow you to do it again. And we just had this massive fallout over it because we would not we budge really, at all. I know. Not everyone's like, well, everyone looks. Because I think you were trying to get to like a certain position, and I really didn't want you to get there. So I was. So <laughs> right. we were. So it, we just. I, I would not. Neither of us would budge, even for like even yeah. Neither of us would budge for the entire situation. It got. 
You got to heated. the point you got heated. We were looking for rules books and we're like, yeah. see, it does. No, 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 no. You can't. I can interpret it this way. Well, no. Ah. And by the end, we finally resolved it by like looking it up on the Internet. I remember correctly. No, I, actually, what happened is we we rolled off. We, oh yeah, we, we, rolled we did off. a roll off, and then and then later on, uh, I, my interpretation won the roll off. Yeah. And then the next day, I looked on the internet, and then I found that other people had question had come to this, had read this, and overwhelmingly, everybody on the internet agreed with you, Alec, and not yeah. with me. So I, I ended up having to apologize later and said you were right and I was wrong. I felt very high and mighty after that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I I think that situation typifies. Yeah, why people get so unsportsmanlike and why people get very sort of frustrated or angry during the course of a game. We we forget that we're playing a game. We yeah, get, we we get caught up in winning. Yeah, um, we it, we tend to put a lot of importance into that either that one rule or that one dice roll or, or the, that, the 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 movement the how, can they assault can't they assault whatever it's yeah. like if especially the yeah, if you feel that it's like vital that you need to do this thing. And your opponent's like, no, you can't do this thing. Then you're going to be like, ah, you're going to want to lash out because you re- want to win. You, you want to win. And, and you probably think you know your army. Or yeah. you probably think you know the rule that you yeah. are trying to use right. to your advantage at that point. And if someone's first, someone's challenging you. So right away, that's an attack on, yeah. on, on your integrity your 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 knowledge of the game, yeah. maybe your manliness, whatever, whatever. <laughs> manliness. Well, that, that <gasps> it's it's always the case of my manliness. Oh yeah, all, yeah. My manliness is always at stake. Those uh, action figures, <laughs> man. That's right. So uh, yeah, so but but it's it's basically you come into conflict because somebody is is challenging yeah. you, and so we try to look at the rules. Well, at first, there's a like you know someone tries to explain. I think both parties try to explain their interpretation. Yeah, how they it try usually to- goes. Somebody runs for the rule book. Yeah, somebody runs for uh, the rule book. You know, that's the wrong way to say it. Someone looks, because runs for the rule book has like a negative connotation. We, yeah, they, you go check the rule book. Check the rule book. And then this is like where it can get crazy or not. Because if it's, because if it just, if it's just says like one person's right, then it's like, oh, okay. okay yeah. Then they generally like, then people will back off. Yeah. But if it's like, it, it but if the other person like interprets it on their side and the one guy interprets it on their both parties interpret it differently, then it yeah. can get crazy. Then, then it gets, then it typically gets crazy. And, and then people, you know, just say, I don't want, you know, you're wrong. So, you know, a roll off doesn't make sense here because you're just plainly wrong. And the yeah. person thinks that, you know, no, you're wrong. This, this happens a lot because the rules, frankly, are kind of ambiguous and not always perfectly worded. Yeah, not always. Yeah, not yeah. always. So there can uh, be some difficulty. But the number one rule, I think the beginning of the of the, of the basic rule book, the number one rule is like, remember, this is a game and you should be having fun. Yeah. And and I think they, the the authors of the rules also say that if you really come to disagreement, you should do a roll off. Yeah. So both parties would roll a dice and whoever gets the highest score, you know, their interpretation wins for the, and then the game should go on. Yeah. And you should realize that, you know what, for whatever reason, fate that night decided that, you know, the other person is right and yeah. let it go. And yeah. that's the important thing is to, to let it go. Yeah. You, you sometimes deal with personalities that don't let it go or are constantly challenging you at every turn. Yeah. Because they're like the whack player, the win at all costs player. Yeah. There are those types who are just right. refuse to budge on anything ever because they put their whole value i mean they're they're i mean like it's like i'm not good at anything 
but I'm good at Warhammer. <laughs> so if I don't win, then I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and if I'm not good at anything, then what use am I on this earth? <laughs> right? See how it goes? <laughs> so I got to win. So I got to be right. <laughs> I must decimate the opponent at all costs. <laughs> well, there are, there are some people uh, like that. And you run into those people once in yeah. a while, you know, playing. And then we get caught up in that sometimes. But this is ultimately a game. And so everyone needs to, you know, sort of realize that you, you you know there's a social contract you enter into when you play somebody yeah and that is you're you're gonna you're gonna follow the rules and you're gonna try and have fun and you're gonna try to resolve differences in a in a um civil manner yeah so you don't like freak out and throw models at each other <laughs> <laughs> right or upend the table yeah. or 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 even just just be resentful for the rest of the game. Yeah, like we've had situations where where, yeah. where, where one of us is losing. Yeah, and then we become sullen. Oh yeah, we become so. I I especially have this problem. <laughs> yeah, I blame you, teenage hormones. Damn you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I or I might get like really salty. Yeah, I, you, I can get really. I can get like very salty. Not like angry, just more like. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Right. And then you want to, you kind of want to give up. And you're like, oh, I, I, what's the point of playing anymore, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things, yeah, things like that. I had, that's my, I think that's my biggest issue. I, I think what happens when I'm losing is I definitely try to, you know, argue my, for my rules, you know, the rules, my rule interpretations. But if I, if I'm losing my, I, I try to take the position of like, okay, I'm losing this game. And then I try to think like, well, what could I have done differently? Yeah. From beginning from turn one or beginning from creating the army list. Yeah. That would have not allowed me to be in this terrible situation. Now, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, I was losing my tower, losing against uh, Arthur's Eldar because yeah. of the dumb warp spiders. Yeah. And I had never encountered warp spiders. Yeah. So every time you shoot them, they get to flicker jump and they move away. And now you can't shoot them because they're either out of range or because they're hiding behind something. Yeah. That's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Right. And so you get very frustrated. But I figured, okay, this is the first time I encountered this unit. I guarantee you, next time I'm not going to make the same mistakes of just trying to shoot them over and over again. I'm going to find ways to assault them. I'm going to find ways to have multiple units around them, different things. So I, I become, I think, quietly analytical. I'm not nearly as fun when I'm losing. No, yeah, no. But I you're, think what, my, what's my biggest problem? You're better, you're easily better than me with losing. Your problem is when you're winning, <laughs> because when you're winning, you like you start to laugh like hysterically I'm and like, like make a ton of comments that is just like how awesome. Yeah, I about am. how like uh, like like subtly like like not necessarily not like not assaulting me, more like assaulting the units, which is a weird thing. Uh, like like you'll, like you'll like describe how they're like screaming, dying, or something <laughs> like that, and you're like, oh, okay, and I'm like, oh. Okay right. then, <laughs> they're being decimated by my exactly. You're like forces. doing. You're even like you're even like <laughs> laughing at the thought of it. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. It's it's yeah. I think I'm, uh, so. So you're a sore loser, and I'm a sore winner. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly like right. Yeah, I get all sullen. Oh, that's the I'm, worst. That's the worst because if I'm winning, yeah, because then, then you're like you're like no. Terribly, it's so the loser. moral of the story is just just let me win. Because oh, right. we're at yeah, our best yeah. when yeah. we're when I'm winning Art. and you're losing. Yeah, yeah, that's not gonna work out. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Uh, but yeah, no, I, yeah. I, so I guess that's the other thing is don't be a jerk when you're winning. Yeah, um, and don't like rub salt in the wounds of the <laughs> opponent you're just beating. Because you know, a it's a di- it's a game of dice. Yeah, so it's, a game of, it's the fact that you're winning. 
you got the dice rolls that day. I mean, maybe it's your awesome list. Maybe it's your super awesome tactical strategic brain. You know, maybe it's the fact that you can beat everybody in your local friendly game store. But it's also a game of dice and randomness. And so chances are that that dice roll had a lot to do with where you are right now. You can only manipulate the dice rolls so far. Right. But so if you're winning, then don't be a jerk about it. And don't don't make fun of your opponent and don't trumpet your own awesomeness, you know, because that's just just quietly move on and and take the victory and be magnanimous in your victory. Yeah. Yeah. A mentor once told me that. Be magnanimous in victory. So, yeah. So saltiness is an an aspect of the game that we, I think we have encountered and I think we've we've been better at dealing with. Yeah. I think we've sort of improved. Like our, yeah, I think we've improved marginally. I think, I think I've improved a little bit marginally because I think, well, hey, I, I think I'm starting to win more often because now I'm, yeah. Because you're not just playing Chaos Space Yeah, Marines. I'm not just playing Chaos Space Marines all the time right. and just being like, oh, I lost again. Lovely. No, I like trying other armies and I have Corn Demon can now if I want to get the chaos, the competitive chaos experience. Right. So um, as the, you play the game more, it's just easier to take losses. Well, you start to experience new things so you have, rather than just going this is the worst and just cursing the dice and all that you start to say okay i this is like i haven't encountered this before i'll figure this out next time what can you do differently exactly yeah exactly it's It's, a learning thing and it's a learning thing yeah and it's kind of fun to see you know how other units perform it's always fun to take on a a new army oh yeah that's very right the one you never played before just to see what's going to happen or to play a new army or to play a new army as the case may be right right we're we're all asking you to just chill out. Yeah. You know, just chill. It's a game. Yeah. It's have, not have fun with it. If you want to play somebody again, then play nice this time. It's not it's not your life. It's not your existence. Your family isn't being held at gunpoint and you must win before they get right. like, I don't know, killed. Little little man, you went dark. All, all of a sudden, I don't know why. I just that that's like the first thing. I that's like the first high stakes thing that I just thought your, of. Your family being killed at gunpoint. <laughs> wow, I okay. don't know why. I raised you wrong because <laughs> I would be the one getting killed. Great. Oh my god. All right. Okay. Well, on, on, on that note, um, as we laugh hysterically at family murder. Um, yeah. <laughs> on that note, um, okay, so uh, when we come back, um, we we tried an awesome card game named Dominion mm-hmm. when we return. Stay vigilant, brothers. Orders received, brother. Okay, we're back. We're here to talk about Dominion. Yes. <laughs> I have to work on your uh, uh, on my yeses. Your intros. Oh, uh, yes, the, of course. Dominion is a card uh, construction type game released in 2008, and I probably bought in 2011. Some yeah, somewhere way. I bought back. it at Comic Con in 2011 um, at uh, and brought it home. And then opened up the box, saw a ton of cards, and said, "I'll I'll get to this later." And literally have not played the game until yesterday. 
five years. <laughs> five years later. Five long years. played the game. Right. Well, I, I kept seeing reviews on it. I've, I've been gotten all reinvigorated into board games, into card games and all this stuff. Yeah. And um, I'm committed not to buy new games until I play the games we have already. Yeah. Okay. So I, keep, I keep getting tempted to buy, you know, oh, look, Forbidden Stars. Ooh, Ooh boy. Yeah, ooh, descent. That looks like a fun dungeon crawl. But, hmm. but I said I I committed to not doing that until I, I played some um, of our games. All right, so um, so that means we got to play Space Hulk. Yeah, we're gonna have to say so that that means you're gonna have to put together the, the models, models and then <laughs> yeah paint them. No, we don't have to paint them. We okay. just put together the models. I know, I'm painting the librarian now, but uh, we'll just we'll just play the game. Okay. All right. All right. So Dominion is a card building game. Everyone starts off with um, some copper and some estates, mm-hmm. and the whole point is that you've got. Uh, different types of cards in the middle of the table yep. that everyone can see yep. and that you can buy to sort of upgrade your deck. Every every uh, every round, when it's your turn, you get to play an action, which means you get to do like play an action card, which allows you to either buy more things or get more money or even do even more actions, depending on what you what cards are in your deck. Yeah. And then after that phase, you have the buy phase where you're allowed to buy one additional you know, one, one card, one card that's uh, on the table facing you. Um, and then yep. there's the cleanup phase where you basically discard all the cards you didn't use and then uh, reshuffle the deck so you've got uh, a new hand of five cards. So as your deck builds up, mm-hmm. you start integrating all of these sort of upgraded cards, right, that allow you yep. to do more and cooler things. The whole point is to get uh, the maximum number of victory points at the end of the game, and that's done by purchasing either estates, duchies, or provinces. Provinces are worth the most. Yep. Um, yeah. Yield real estate. Right. The, the other thing you can do is to buy um, a better type of treasure. But, you know, you go, you start with coppers, but you can also buy silvers. You can buy golds. And that's strategic because, you know, the more, the better cards you have, the ones that are worth the more uh, value, you can allows yep. you to buy estates sooner. All right. So we, we, we played it for the first okay. time. It was a three-player game. Um, Alec, Rain, and I played. And uh, what do you think, Alec? Oh, no, it was incredibly fun. Um, it was very, like, it seems like a simple concept at first, but then it's, like, surprisingly in-depth into how you should build your deck. We played the, um, we played what the, what the actual rule book recommended, which was, like, very, which was, um, it was, like, very, it was the starter sets, kind of. Yeah. The, the, the starter set of cards, since you got, like, ten different actions that you could purchase. You can shoot, but though you can customize it, to your own preference, if you wish, giving it a certain amount of replayability. Yeah, the uh, the cards that you're allowed to select from in the middle, the upgrade cards, um, you start you play with ten for any particular game, but um, the box itself comes with I don't know twenty or thirty different types of cards, so yeah. that you can mix up the type of upgrades that are available for each game to create a different feel for each game. And on top of that, there are expansions that sell even more cards that are themed, like like I think harbors or sea sea harbors. There's one based on intrigue. There's one based on knights. Things. So this thing is incredibly popular and very. It has a lot of expansions already out there in the marketplace. Yep. So I think probably more most board gamers are very well aware of Dominion. It's like a, now become a classic. Yeah, pretty much in terms of that whole. Yeah. So I had fun too. I mean, I, um, it, I like I like card building games like Star Realms and Ascension. 
Mm-hmm. And, and this falls right in there. In fact, I think both those games probably borrowed some mechanics from Dominion. Probably, I'd imagine so, because yeah. they're so very, very similar right. in, in feel to you buy your cards and you you buy cards so you can get a better deck. It's very And there's very no there's no combat. You're not directly fighting the other players. There's a card yeah. called the militia card, which requires people to, you know, sort of slim down their deck. But apart from that, there's really no direct combat between the players. What you're doing is you're focusing on your deck, trying to build it up as quickly as possible so that you get rich and you can buy provinces, duchies, and estates. The game moves really quickly. Um, I found that, you know, everyone plays or turn really fast. That's mm-hmm. a welcome relief from Warhammer. <laughs> it seemed yeah. like like you got your turn. The three of us, like we were playing our turn every like couple of minutes. It seems like we were, we were moving pretty fast. But yeah. but for the three of us, it still took us I don't know what like an hour to play a game. Yeah, an hour. Even though it says like thirty minutes on the box, that's yeah. Don't believe it, box. Lies. Yeah. Lies and treachery. But it's a yeah. It's heresy. Heresy. <laughs> heresy on the box. <laughs> it it took like an hour to play, and it was, but it moved really fast, and it was really fun. So the results were what? The, okay, the most. This was since I I played the game. I played the game uh, once before. Yeah. Uh, way uh, I think with some friends. Uh, so I sort of knew what I was doing, kind of not really, because mm-hmm. I hadn't played it. I still hadn't played it like in a while. Mm-hmm. And Rain seemed pretty to pick up very quickly on the stratagems of the game you father however had no idea what you were doing it seemed like i was randomly picking cards you without just, any kind of strategy you're just sort of like oh that sounds cool i'll get that one yeah I, I had I, I wasn't you have to start thinking about combos between yeah. the, the cards help each other out and you can string combos that allow you to play a whole bunch of actions or get a bunch of extra money or you know yeah. buy additional cards all in the same turn yeah, and that's really, really important. So I so I think Rain was the first to pick up on the comboing part. Yeah, and then you were the first to pick up on the buy the upgraded currency part. Yeah, get more silver and gold more rather, silver than, and gold. rather yeah. than the starter copper. So And I picked my cards based on the artwork. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the pretty, pretty artwork. Dear God. <laughs> After quite a while... All the prov- eventually uh, Rain got the last province and all that we got which ends the game. If yeah. you get all the prov- the provinces, the most valuable form of land. Yeah. So we counted up our various amounts of uh, land. Uh, by the end of it, you had seventeen victory I had, points. I had seventeen victory points. And in and very unexpected, and quite strange uh, occurrence, we both we me and Rain both had a total of fifty seven exact victory points a tie a it was total a dead tie. it was a deadlock tie and we were sort of sitting there discussing well who won yeah how do we determine that and then luckily um, the rules have a way to resolve ties yeah the rules say in case of a tie the player with the fewest turns wins and at first wins and at first we were like oh so we how do we we didn't keep track of that yeah well, no there was no turn counter it was probably like you know dozens of turns but then we realized that Rain went first in the game. She got to go first. And she so, also had the last turn. And she had the last turn. That's when, yeah, she's the one that picked up the last province and that ended the game. Yeah. So that gave her one extra turn that you and I didn't have. Yep. So you were declared the winner. Yes, I was declared the winner via technicality, the greatest way to win a game, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> to tie and then by technicality win. Yes, those <laughs> fantastic ways yeah. to win a game. All right, uh, would you want to play this game again? 
Oh, most assuredly, yeah. It's really cool. And then some, maybe try out some different cards. There yeah. seem to be a, quite a variety of various different uh, interesting-looking cards. Like um, There's like, like a, a witch that creates curses yeah, for a, other players. There's a witch. There's a, there's a thief. There's a thief. There's a moneylender, I uh -huh. believe. Uh, there's some, some, there's a laboratory. There's a bunch of different crazy cards. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to play the game with a different, with a different style. Perhaps maybe theme it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the, the basic bar, uh, box, I think is around available for around 40 bucks online. Yeah. Um, and it feels like it has so much replay value that oh, yeah. it, you don't, it, unlike magic, the gathering, which pretty much requires you to constantly buy you know booster packs and upgrades and you know everything like that this has everything you need the box for to play it for a long long time i think yeah. you could probably play you know a hundred times with the with the cards you have and before you even need to get an expansion but the expansions would be fun as well so um i, I have to totally recommend uh dominion big thumbs up for me yeah same for me i totally agree with that yeah it's really a fun game all right so officially the eye of terror recommends dominion as a collectible card game so go out and check it out and let us know what you think okay when we come back we'll be getting into the epic battle report between the tau empire and those ever-loving necrons when we return Okay, we're back. Now we're gonna talk about their our awesome battle report. Yes. Featuring two Xenos armies. Yeah, filthy Xenos. That's right. I played the Necrons. Yes. And you played the Tau for the first time. Okay, we we had uh, if you've been listening to us, you've seen, you've been hearing our obsession with how with with the Tau. We constantly yeah. talk about that. The Tau, this Tau, that. The Tau. That. And and you proposed that the Tau. Because yes. of their level of cheesiness and their rules, yeah, are pretty much unbeatable, right? Uh, I I never claimed them to be unbeatable. Note, I said it would be difficult. It's difficult for a majority of armies that aren't like Space Marines or okay. Eldar, yep, to reliably beat them. Okay, or and like not maybe not, or like at least have a good chance. Okay, and I I said that I I think. I can unlock them by playing an army like Necrons. Yeah, and so today, today that was that challenge was yeah was thrown out there. It's like you were going to play Tau, and yeah. I'm going to play Necrons. And I'm going to see if I can beat your Tau with the Necrons. Yeah, right. Okay, so let's talk about your 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 list. Okay, so my list included. Um, okay, so I had a commander with um, Iridium battle suit. He had a command control node. Mm -hmm. He had a burst cannon, and he had a. Um, some sort of extra like thruster system that allowed him to like that he gave him like fleet and hit and run right and he also had um he had some of the um the drone controller yeah 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 it's, uh, oh yeah drone controller right which is very important and uh, he had two shield drones mm -hmm. so that was the hq uh, i also had see for troops i had three squads of five strike teams i gave them all missile turrets and uh, okay. those are the fire warriors with her, her pulse rifles, right? Yeah, with their pulse, just pulse rifles. Yep. And then no, none of those breachers. Um, I always see. I also included um, two Pathfinder squads of five, no upgrades. Uh, drone squad 
of yeah, twelve drones. I twelve yeah. drones, six of which were uh, okay, six of which were shield drones. Were shield drones, and then six were um, six marker were lights. Marker lights. I also included the storm surge. I replaced it. Um, I gave it the pulse driver cannon rather than the other one because the other one had like what a thirty inch range. No, yeah. yeah, that was weird. I also gave it an air bursting fragmentation, fragmentation projector. I believe. Yep. Yes, I did give it that. And then it's it comes with the 46 cluster rockets. 46 cluster rockets, smart twin missiles, twin linked smart, smart missile system. system. Right. Vicious. You gave it stim vicious. injector so that it had feel no pain. Yeah. No, 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 no actually, no, 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 I couldn't give it that. I gave it a shield generator. Shield generator. So right. to give it a uh, four It already plus has feel no pain because it's gargantuan. Yeah. I just gave it a four plus invuln save. Right. Because why not? I also gave it a velocity tracker, I believed, because I did not want to deal with the night side carrying Lich card. Uh, yeah. So I also took a broadside uh, high yield with high yield twin linked missile pod, which are just like it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, the twin linked smart missile system, mm -hmm. as it normally has. Uh, no drones, no drones on that one. Uh, I also took. You had a, a you had a riptide. I had a riptide. But the, he was the ion, the cyclic ion raker. Uh, Psychic Ion Raker, he had twin-linked smart missile system. I gave him stimulant injector, the stimulant. And I also believe, I think I gave him a velocity tracker as well. And that... And had, no, and then you had no, the optimized stealth cut, right? Uh, yes, of course. How could I forget? Yeah. The wonders of the ghost keel with the... Twin-linked fusion blaster, uh -huh. which I replaced with the... I replaced the smart, twin-linked smart missile system. Uh, I had two squads, stealth suits, three each, one, but they all had uh, one fusion blaster. So two amongst the two of them. And I believe that is my army. Yeah, I think that's your army. That's my army. All right. I took on Necron Overlord and yeah. um, I gave him the Edge of Eternity um, Scythe, which is basically, it's an AP plus strength to, plus two strength, AP two. With precision, precision strikes, so yeah, yeah, which is great. Um, I gave him the phylactery. I gave him a resurrection orb, Fine, yeah. and I gave him uh, the uh, veil of shadows or something. The veil of shadows, well, yeah, which allows uh, him and his unit to deep strike to basically teleport from yeah. one part of the battlefield to the next. Yeah, and it's right. in similar rules to deep strike, so it's not necessarily the most reliable thing on the planet. But if you don't want to take like a, tra a whole transport. Right, then this is the way to do it. Uh, you also had something else. You had something that helped you with uh, to hits, I believe. Well, he he his warlord trait. No, 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 it wasn't his warlord trait. He had an, you had an artifact. It was something that increased strength. Oh yeah, it's a solar thermite. Solar it, thermite. It gives him plus one strength to right? his to his um and then weaponry. Right, and then any any units within twelve inches of him got to reroll ones. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> which is nuts on on saving throws. Yeah, you right. you took a um, and I took a lich guard to surround him. Oh, I with, we should note that we both took hunt, I took hunter contingent. He took the curian detachment. Right. So we were both working with formations. Yeah, the specialized formations. So I took the uh, the lich guard, and they had the hyperphase swords and the shields. And the, were, the, 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 the standard loadout. Yeah, the standard uh, loadout. The, wild, good, the good loadout. The, the, the lich one, guard. Yeah. The terrifying loadout right i took uh, two units of warriors yep one was uh inside a ghost arc yep. one unit was in a ghost arc and the other unit was in a night scythe mm, yeah. right so they were um they were in reserve yep right i took a unit of immortals okay yeah i took the connect the canaptic uh uh 
what do you call that the unit the canaptic harvest no the canaptic which which are you talking about the formation or the, the unit? formation uh i think it's the canaptic harvest or something like that <laughs> it's, uh it's 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 the scarabs it's scarabs, scarabs spiders ra- and raves you're right you're right so oh i take <laughs> six wraiths with uh a part with uh whip coils yep which gave him initiative five right yep the, the, the like standard essential and they're, and they're, they're going to be able to hit five attacks on the charge it's crazy right um and then uh going with the spider and then going with the scarabs uh if you, if as long as the spider is within i think six inches of the rates they get uh to choose among different powers one of which is uh reanimation protocols which is so they have a three up in mold save and a four up uh reanimation protocol which is nuts yep a really hard hitting unit and so i also took uh the uh, uh the jet bikes um the what are they called I always forget the names of these things. Yeah. There's the Necron jet bikes uh, with particle beamers, uh, nebuloscopes, and shield vanes. We remember their like, upgrade names. We don't remember the actual unit's name. It's right. so weird. What are those? And even though like, I, we took the nebuloscopes, I, forgot, I totally forgot the ignore cover. You, you kept getting your cover saves <laughs> against them. No, no. you No, because I, I just had armor. Oh, maybe because I, I just figured because okay. everyone's like got four up armor for the most part. Yeah, same thing. Okay, so I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, and then finally, I took. Oh, I, I took a satan, the nightbringer. Yeah, nightbringer. Okay. All right, and then and then my final thing was I took the plasma obliterator. Yes. Right. So the plasma yep. obliterator is a building with a giant plasma cannon on top. Yep. It shoots out three massive blasts, which is seven inch blasts, strength seven, mm. AP two. Now, if it gets, it can get hot. If it gets hot, then any of the units in, in, embarked in the building or inside the building take D3 uh, as strength 7 AP2 hits. Yeah. Right? So uh, so it's it's dangerous, but it's also pretty fun because those are giant pie plates of yeah. plasma death. Yep. Right. We rolled, the mission we rolled was yeah. uh, mission three in the Eternal War, the yep. scouring. Yep. Okay, and it basically had we did, had six objective markers, and then um, we reveal right before uh, we deployed, or actually before we did seize the initiative, how much they were worth. They were worth between one and four points. So that's it. It's whoever controls certain objective markers. You know, the more the higher point ones that you were going to win. All right. So you you won to I I won for arm for sides. Yeah. So I picked the, my side. You picked yours. And then you went for deployment and going first. Yes. So tell us about uh, your turn one. I did not seize the initiative. Uh, for my turn you one. You had a really good turn one. My turn one was essentially just bent on killing that plasma obliterator. Yeah. Because as soon as I was like, oh, well, it's going to drop free, massive, free, massive blast, strength 7 AP2. I can't allow that. What am I, what's my reptile going to do against that? Beyond like the five plus invuln save. So I decided to quickly, so marker light the crap out of it, use my wondrous D, wondrous D augmentation. Oh, and also just boom, since I had the drone controller, I put, I should note, I put the commander and his shield drones in the uh, drone squad. So now there was like, yeah, so no no, he had a marker. He had marker drones. So there were eight so there were a total of eight marker light drones with ballistic skill five. Uh and six shield drones in that squad. So they all marked uh, our buddy the our buddy the plasma boy raider, which was then again marked 
by a squad of um, Pathfinders. Pathfinders. Right. So so I think you ended up with something like um, eight or nine, plus nine ballistic skills. Something against, ridiculous. Against the plasma obliterator. Yeah, something like insane. Or, right. I, and I used... And use the whole some of the remainders to just uh, the remainder to like augment the uh, the missiles to determine the D missiles. Yeah, so they were show the D missiles were shooting at str- like ballistic skill ten. Yeah, so it was <laughs> hard to miss. Hard to miss that one. Yeah, that's a two up to hit, and then a re- and then a two up. If you missed, you yeah. got those <laughs> rerollable too. So the D missiles. <laughs> Pretty handily annihilated that building. Yeah, first one, turn in one turn. That's two hundred thirty points went up in in smoke. The rest of the shooting, which was now like sort of bozo ballistic skill three shooting, uh, actually didn't do too bad. It went and um, it killed three wraiths. That was good because mm-hmm. they had their free up four up nonsense. So I was quite happy with that result. I believe uh, the plasma driver, the plasma driver cannon, took out two of them because it doubled them out. Right, they're two since they're normally two in models. And that thing lays down a strength ten pie plate. Yeah, yeah strength ten pie plate, which is just uh, AP two pie plate. Nasty. That's, yeah, horrible. Uh, uh, then like I think it was um a com I think it was a combination of fire from the storm surge and maybe the riptide that killed off the next that killed off the next wraith. Yep. I put three hull points on the ghost arc right. from the stealth cadre, combined fire from the stealth cadre and the broadside. So a really effective round of shooting. It was, yeah, it was pretty, a pretty effective you round of shooting. You destroyed my plasma obliterator. You took out three of my wraiths and you took out three hull points from my ghost arc. Yep. Okay. So good, good first turn. Okay. So I, so, you know, when you have Necrons, they, they march forward. That's what yes, they do. <laughs> that's what that's their job. <laughs> right. So the ghost arc moved up and shot at Optimized Stealth Cadre. Ended up killing two uh, stealth suits. Uh, yes, in a most unusual showing. Yeah. Yes. And so the stealth, the two up stealth suits didn't. <laughs> the two up armor or cover save didn't work for them. So two of them got killed. So that was good. So the rates moved up. Right. It generated more scarabs. The uh, immortals that were inside the plasma obliterator all moved up. Did I actually do any damage to you besides the two stealth suits? Oh, no, the star the star god. Oh, yeah, star the god. Satan. star so god. the Satan. <laughs> Satan. Yeah, Satan. Oh, you're Satan and jet bikes. Yeah, yeah. So the Satan and jet bikes did just did tons of work on your backfield. So the first thing that happened is that the Satan unleashes one of the Satan powers. Let me tell you, if you want to have fun playing Necrons, take a Satan. Because you never know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. right? You roll on the Satan powers. I rolled on this one called Shower of Stars or something. Yeah. And it's three a large blasts, strength seven, like AP four hits. Which is perfect for dealing with... Um, with, drones with, with drones and fire warriors. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it really put a whole bunch of... I think you ended up losing like... All most of your, most of your drones. Yeah, and uh, most, I get, it yeah. caused one. It, it it also hurt like two units of fire warriors, and then it caused one unit of fire warriors to start running. Actually, it, actually, it killed all my eight drones. Oh, it killed all your drones. It killed all your drones. The combination of the particle beamers, um, yeah, from the the LR, the tomb blades, the jet bikes, and then the uh, satan ended up just putting a giant hole in your backfield. Yeah, it killed them. So that was unfortunate. Right, because now my just commander and 
Commando was out there yeah. by himself. With like nothing to do now because his whole point was to be drone controller man. <laughs> right. So now he's just like, oh, I guess I'll I guess I'll be able to run if something assaults me. <laughs> right. So the Necrons have moved forward, bought midfield, and uh, now there are big gaps in your yep. gun line as a result of their shooting. Okay, so now we go on the... And by the way, this was the longest turn one we have ever played in all the games we've ever played. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that this is the first time you're playing Tau, yeah, so you had so to look I, up a lot had, of rules. Yeah, because I needed to... And it's been a long time since I've played Necrons, so, so I had to check. look up a lot of rules. So this this turn took like like an hour. It was something ridiculous. It was, it was like, yeah, it took forever. Okay, so turn two. So turn two rolls around, and this is where things start to go a little bit weirder. Because I direct, so I again decide to direct fire at the wraiths because, you know, they're big, they're scary, and they're charging, moving 12 inches towards me. So I direct fire. Nothing. Nothing. I make all my all, all of them. His storm surge shoots Nothing everything he has at him. His storms, riptide shoots everything he's got at it. Yeah, storm surge. Yeah, storm surge doesn't do anything. The riptide doesn't do anything. Nothing does anything. I, it I make just, my three up uh, invuln save or I make my four up um, reanimation protocol. It's, it's just nothing but blanks. It's it's painful. Oh, yes. <laughs> In the most unexpected move, my strike team, my, my running strike team gets the most insane roll in the world and and regroups and regroups on a double one. <laughs> yeah. And it just and it just by some miracle, they keep it together. And so the Tau, the Tau fireworks regroup and they come back. Yeah. So they, so, so they go back. My, out of my stealth contingent, they try to shoot. You, the, shoot at uh, my, you, shoot, you shot at my ghost truck again. Yeah. Show your ghost truck. But you failed to do anything. Yeah. To kill it. Which, failed, was, which, yeah. Is the, which is like very unusual. So after, so I direct all my fire, does nothing. And I just sort of, that's the turn. Yeah. Because nothing, nothing's really done on that one. The resilience of the Necrons nullify your fire. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my turn two comes up, and I roll four reserve, and uh, my Night Scythe comes in, and it's got 10 uh, Necron warriors. So I move 23 inches yep. up the field, and then I disembark the Necron warriors so that they can start shooting at your Riptide. Yep. And, and storm surge. They actually start shooting at your storm surge. Yep, they start shooting my storm surge. Right. So I'm the uh, ghost arc moves up a bit, and it shoots at your optimized stealth cadre. Doesn't do a lot. Doesn't do any damage whatsoever because yeah. you're in cover and you have a two up cover save there. Um, the the warriors inside shoot at your optimized stealth cadre. Same result. Nothing happens. Um, my warriors who shot at your storm surge. Nothing, or I may have taken, and you know, I took two wounds off of it. Yeah, with the combined fire of that, and I think your immortals also. Yeah, the immortals and the uh, Necron warriors all shot at Storm Surge, and we ended up taking two wounds on it. Which was, yeah, that was unexpected. That was unexpected. The um, Satan comes up again, and this time does a um, something called Time's Arrow, which is a strength D shot right at your warlord. Yeah. And I got a warlord kill. Yeah, kills him. Yeah, it, was like the, it, was, it was the perfect thing for taking out the warlord. Right. The perfect power. Right. It was, it's like that's the most ideal. If you want to kill a specific guy. <laughs> then a strength D shot will do it. Yeah, yeah. The, the D shot will do it. <laughs> no, D shot will do it. Okay, so, you, so now I got Slay the Warlord. I took two whole points off your Storm Surge. Yeah. Um, and now I've got more units on the field. The spider keeps moving up. The wraiths move up. Yep. Um, I keep generating another another unit of scarabs. 
right? And uh, the Immortals have moved up as well. Um, so the Implacable March of the Necron continues. And that's that's turn two. My turn three consisted of wildly flailing. Um, no, actually, they actually... Um, my actually it wasn't that bad. My optimized stealth cadre finally killed the freaking ghost arc. I killed some warriors. Some warriors that I killed three from the squad that came out of the ghost arc. Four from the squad that came out of that came out of the night scythe. Yeah, because at that point my yeah my markers my marker lights aren't too great now. Yeah, I have them sort of spread out. One squad one squad of marker lights is on the. Uh, Left-hand side, the one's on the very right-hand side next to the broad side. Yeah. Also, so, my, oh, I forgot. In turn two, my warlord uh, used his teleportation power. Yes, he did. And he teleported near uh, the four-point objective. Oh, yeah. You used your broadside, and um, you would have taken out three of the Lich Guard. I, I actually would have taken out four of the Lich Guard. Right. But but I used the Resurrection Orb. Yeah. And so... Uh, it, it, was com it was combined fire from, the, from that broadside... And from the uh, optimized stealth cadre, right, or whatever what yep. was left, I could shoot, right. So that was relative. Yeah, that was, you know, annoying. That, that, was a, that was a game changer. That that one artifact, the resurrection orb, allowed me to basically bring re-roll the 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 failed reanimation protocols, and so those yeah. four warriors or those four lich guard came back. That was an ideal thing. Also, insufferably annoying. I must admit, <laughs> insufferably. I think I did a good job masking it, but at the time, I was just like ah in my head. Are you raging inside? I was I was very desperate not to become like salty right then and there because I was like, oh well, <laughs> what am I gonna do? My good works guy? undone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I remember you're like, you sure you want to use resurrection orb? Oh yeah, four of my guys have just died. Yeah, like oh yeah, I'm gonna use it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Um, yeah. So that wasn't the best turn in the world. All right. So my, my turn three comes up and uh, my overlord um, basically positioned himself next to the objective because he's going to now assault a group of fire warriors who are holding a four point objective. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, uh, we should know. We should note the uh, mission we're doing is the scouring yeah. where you assigned ran sort of randomized values to your various objectives. One four point two three point two two points and one one point and i was holding at the time the four point with my fire warrior squad and a three a three point with my not a three point a two point with my uh broadside slash pathfinders and a, the one point with the optimized stealth cadre right you entirely abandoned i yeah i abandoned all my yeah. objectives uh my objective markers in to, search of blood in search, <laughs> in search of in search fish blood fishmen <laughs> yeah yeah well they're they're necrons they must march yes they must march okay so they're moving up the field so the the overlord is near the four point and he's obviously setting himself for an assault yeah um the rates continue to move up and actually the, the rates moved up and um, we'll get to them in a second. The warriors, one group of warriors shot at the storm surge again. The mortals shot at the storm surge again. Um, didn't put any points, didn't take any points off of it. Nope. Um, the particle beamers on the tomb blades continued to whittle down your fire warriors, right? And uh, the Satan, again, uh, shot at the storm surge. Yep. Not, didn't end up hurting it, but nope. ended up 
destroying a unit of fire warriors, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think that's that, yeah. that's that's what happened to shooting. And the assault, the the raids were able to then assault Finally. the storm surge. Yep. So three remaining raids assault the storm surge, and now now it can't shoot anymore. And you had planted your heels. You had basically put I down planted, the yeah. stabilizers, the anchor stabilizers. And one thing you forgot to shoot twice. Uh, when yeah. you do that, you have to you get to shoot twice. No, 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 no. I did do it. I just did it the turn before. Oh. So I couldn't do it. That, that's right. That's right. You would you would announce that you were doing it that turn. The, pro- so the problem is I announced too late. You not yeah. You announced one turn too late. I announced but you one had, turn too late. But but because you couldn't move because you had the anchor stabilizers down, you couldn't do stomp attacks. Yep. Which just oh, oh, right because we had, we had forgotten that for a moment, and so if Alec had done his stomp attacks, he would have killed. I would have cleared them all. He out. would have killed the rates, but because we realized that. He wasn't entitled to do them. Yeah, the raids were ugh. still alive, and the the ongoing assault continued. In which, literally, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Neither side was able to do anything. They just sort of started thrashing at each other wildly, doing nothing to each other. <laughs> right, but more importantly, your storm surge was now tied up. Yeah, your storm. My storm surge was indeed tied up. The immortals moved up. The the warriors uh, continued to move up. Uh, the spider and the scarabs continued to move up. So at this point. Um, I did assault with the uh, Overlord and the Lich Guard and to your Fire Warriors and just just clear them out. Yeah, pra- the, the Overlord practically by himself cleared them out pretty handily. Yeah, yeah. So the, we now took control of the four point objective, right? And so it started to look like there was a lot of Necrons on the field and a lot less Tau on the field. Weirdly enough, there you killed the um, yeah the Angos the drones that were made up that number yeah. Yeah. There was, you killed the squad, yeah, you killed the squad of drones at that point, and you killed the, uh, you actually didn't kill as much as, you know, you did kill actually a lot, because you killed the war, my warlord. Yeah. My warlord, the squad of drones, the strike, one of the strike teams. Two of the strike teams. One two of the strikes, mean. And one, yeah, um, two of the strike teams. One was shooting. One assault, one shooting. Yeah. And a few stealth suits. Most of the action was taking place on, um, from my, from my perspective, the right side yeah, of the the battlefield from my perspective it was the left hand side right and, and I, what i had done is i concentrated all my forces and i had done like all of them were marching off to the right right yeah. and and that what that happened is that it split fire for you because you had a bunch of units way off on the other on the other corner yeah that either couldn't reach them because of distance or because of cover so it was hard for you to shoot at the yeah. at the majority of my army with anything that wasn't directly in front of them so, yeah. so that was a tactical choice on my part to basically concentrate my forces and and just try to sweep you, um, and it it, it, was, it was pretty much working. Yeah. Although your, your optimized stealth cadre kept was was really great at harassing everything from yeah. from the side. Yeah. So surprisingly, those guys can get in. Those guys can get into some surprising distance with those jetpacks. Though we'll come to that later. Okay. So it was at this point. That I realized literally my only chance of regaining any sort of control of this situation <laughs> with an art with a massive little like a big force of Necrons charging, soon to charge my riptide, uh, my storm surge doing nothing as it flailed and kicked at the race, which were worthlessly flailing at it. Yeah, I yeah, I realized that I had to make use of those fast moving jetpack moves and run my uh stealth suits and my ghost keel way up to um his backfield because i realized i could possibly tie i realized i could tie 
If not, actually, no, I could win by one point, if I remember correctly. Right. I could win by one point if I got a three a specific three-point objective and I still held my two-point objective. Right. So so you were taking a gamble that you were going to be able to reach the three-point objective in my backfield because that would give you both line breaker and the three points from that from that objective. Yeah. Right? So, um, so for most of the turn, you pretty much just yep. ran and jetpacked. Yep. Did your jetpack thrust moves to, yep. to just you know move up the field and try to get closer to that objective. Yep. Okay. Um, and then uh, the assault with the storm surge continued. Nothing happened there with nothing the raids. They just you know they just fought each other. Nothing happened. Um, you shot at my your riptide shot at my um, uh, the other units, but I think you killed a few warriors, but didn't really do much damage. Nah. Right. So my turn. My turn for my tomb blades. Just for insurance purposes, you'd killed one of them at this point. Uh, my two remaining tomb blades were now moving toward my backfield again to mm-hmm. recapture one of the three-point objectives, and because they are their jet bikes, they have a twenty-four-inch thrust move, or a you know just whatever as a super move, and they were going to be able to get it in the next turn. Yeah, right. They also killed. Um, they also the, those those same jet bikes managed to also kill any remaining pathfinders yeah. on the right. Yeah, on the right hand okay, side. Okay, so just use the particle beams, uh, particle uh, things to just, those guys were gone. My overlord stayed guarding the four-point objective. One of my group of warriors turned toward your ghost keel that was advancing toward the three-point objective. Yep. Shot at it. Didn't didn't do any damage to no, it. Didn't do any damage. Didn't and, then, and, then, and then had a nine-inch charge. Yeah, nine-inch charge. Right. You overwatched. And you killed one warrior. I killed a warrior, yeah. It was still nine inch charge. Mm. Right. And then they made their freaking nine inch charge. Yeah, they made the nine inch charge. Why? Because they're relentless. They were in the they were in um the Well they were they had moved through cover. They had moved through cover. That's that, right. That's yeah, right. They, they, they had moved through cover, so they weren't slowed by difficult terrain, even though there was difficult terrain to cross. So they made the nine inch charge. Not only that, yeah. my sedan my sedan made an eleven inch charge. And so the yeah. satan runs around, just just runs over there and says, I'm getting in on this fight too. Um, and at that point, you're facing like nine warriors and a satan. Uh, yeah, it was at that point in which I went, well, there's nothing I can do. Mostly because um, with the satan in that combat, yeah. I knew that combat was going to end pretty quickly all of a sudden. The quick, Satan would have been too strong. Quick, the Satan with his what, like strength seven, flesh bane hits. Yeah, he would have been so, and that which essentially just gave him a um, speed boost because now he just gets free eleven inches on my on my stealth suits. So if I, yeah, if the warriors had just gotten in, my stealth suits could have probably outran the Satan for at least a little while. But there was no, but there was no luck there. So I was like, yeah, well, I call it. At that I called point, it. At that point, you conceded. Yeah. yeah it was you, turn. You didn't see. It was turn four. Turn. Yeah, turn four. Right. Where I was like, well. Yeah, there was what? no, there was really no way you could win at that yeah. point. What What could you do? I had, I, had, I had control of the of the majority of the objectives, or enough of the objectives, plus Slay the Warlord, plus Line Breaker. Um, I had a unit of warriors, a unit of immortals, the Canaptic Spider, and a unit of like six scarabs, all were going to assault your riptide. Yeah, that was so rip- bad. Yeah, so the riptide was likely to be killed in that round too. 
it was, I think, the resiliency of the Necrons that beat the Tau. If there was anyone to do it, it would be Necrons. <laughs> Necrons have demonstrated similar. They have demonstrated a similar so showing when it came to Corn Demonkin. If you pump a lot of ac- if you pump a lot of like ridiculous stuff into them, they just take it. It's like it's like Rocky. <laughs> yeah, they just, they, they just keep punching and they, they keep coming back yeah. for more. Yeah. Yeah. I made a ton of invuln saves, a ton of reanimation protocol saves. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and they just kept marching up the field and shooting. It was, it was a wonderful it was, they wear you down. Admittedly, it was a wonderful learning experience with the Tau. Cause now I realize that well, it's synergy is incredibly the most easily the most important thing. See, you used you you spent sixty points on velocity trackers. It's a twenty point upgrade. Yeah, I, on three different units. Yeah, because I and wanted you, and you shot at my night scythe once. Yeah, because I thought I thought you'd be carrying your witch guard in that, and that's why I was like, well, I want that dead. Right. That's, so I want I want to be assured that that will die. Right. But you didn't. So <laughs> that's like forty points wasted. Yeah, I realize now that. Certain, I should probably little little would go a little bit downwards in terms of not upgrades. So, yeah, not so many upgrades. Not and, so many upgrades. And get more units. Like I think if you'd brought in stealth yeah, suits. Yeah, uh, not stealth suits. Crisis. Crisis suits. suits. If you'd brought in crisis if suits, I, and deep struck them in. If I just didn't, if I maybe if I didn't spend so many points on like all the drones, all of them. If I didn't spend so many points on drones and I didn't spend so many points on upgrades, I probably would have been able to bring in some like a crisis suit squad and I could have had my commander go with them and just start wrecking like tearing up backfield you know being like the usual like hunt like just unit hunters I guess and the um um, plasma obliterator was the distraction card effects of the of my army you you, I mean you kind of that whole first round you basically made it your mission to kill it right and so you used all your d missiles on it yeah, I used my D missiles on it. That was the distraction. You know, I mean, I it, I couldn't like I couldn't allow seven like what is it three strength seven massive blasts? Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. What I mean, what else are you gonna do but try to kill it immediately? You have to. It's it's also armor I, fourteen. I couldn't I couldn't let it shoot, and it was, it was, so the D missiles were pretty much the only thing. Yeah. That I could use that would be able to kill that thing. Yeah. So uh, once again, new model syndrome. Now it's its first game of the plasma obliterator, and of course, it blows up in the first round. Oh yeah. But it, I think it was it, it did what it needed to do, and that is soak up your D weapons, um, so that I could get closer to you. That's that's that was yeah. that was part of my strategy. Like I I I pretty much knew that you were gonna, <laughs> you were gonna kill it. The question is how fast. I didn't expect to go necessarily in the first round, but I knew it was gonna soak up most of those D missiles. Yeah, it soaked up all those D missiles. It sure but... did. The Tau, I'm, I've lost with the Tau now on many occasions. And you've lost with the Tau, so they're not so strong. <laughs> no, they're still insane. They're still like, they're still one of the cheesiest armies I know. Yeah. It's it's like, I think it's like the neck, like for the most part, they can, yeah, reliably annihilate most armies that are a little bit down lower on the power rung. Necrons, however, I understand are singularly unique in their then they have the iron jaw to right. match t- to uh which is the perfect foil to that freaking just onslaught of world war one like shooting uh there's an old toy that you won't remember called weebles 
and uh, they were like these egg shaped to- egg shaped toys. Yeah. <laughs> the whole the the whole tagline for them was "Weevils wobble, but they don't fall down." Oh, I remember those. <laughs> Weevils wobble, but they don't. Yeah. Those are the Necrons. Yeah, they fall wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing because. Yeah. Yeah, Tower, I, I still maintain my position that Tower is still one of the most incredibly cheesy armies okay. to ever cheese the cheese. But you can, but obviously I, they have counters. And, they have. And I think the resiliency of the Necrons is one way to, to counter a Tau. They have count, yeah, if if we were talking. And then Assault. I, I, I assault, moved, yeah, Assault, obviously. I moved as many the thing that made The thing that made the, ta- the Necrons unique, though. Mm-hmm was they both had good assault units mm-hmm. that were also super resilient. Yeah. Which made them just like, that just was anathema yeah. to the Tau, who were like, ah, we can't cope with both at the same time. So they just, they couldn't, they couldn't handle it. So, I, you know, I also, I, I should have awarded you one extra victory point for <laughs> um, imaginative uh, use of uh, slurs. <laughs> I believe you referred to my overlord and the Lich Guard as, I'm going to shoot down those curs. <laughs> yeah, so I did. Well, I didn't expect these guys to be called curs. All right. <laughs> that was uh, unexpected insults. They, they felt bad. Curs. <laughs> the Necrons actually felt bad. Curs. Uh, <laughs> Even like the French guys in I, the Holy Grail. What about the Holy Grail? Flinging insults to the overlord <laughs> and his lich guard. <laughs> we no, shall mother. talk to you a second time. That's <laughs> great. I, I don't even know where I thought. I just like, it just came to my mind weirdly enough. So it looks like the tower, the tower aren't necessarily unbeatable. I never maintained that they were unbeatable. I was just surprised that somewhere, something a tiny bit lower on the power rung was, a little bit lower on the power rung yeah. was able to bring them down. But yeah, I guess if it was going to be anyone. It was the Necrons. It was going to be the Necrons. Okay. Well, on that note, um, we're going to wrap up episode 16. We want to thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, please let us know what you think of the show. You can send us an email at the eye of terror podcast at gmail.com. Also, please subscribe right now. If you can go to iTunes, subscribe to the eye of terror podcast, and we'd love you if you would rate us and leave a review. I'm George. And I'm Malik. And we play 40K. We'll see you soon.